You're listening to an open book podcast. I'm Sarah Lynn, your guide to getting visible online, fellow bookworm, and Elon Musk superfan. In these episodes, I'm opening up all kinds of business and personal growth books to share their best insights and ideas with you. You'll also hear each week the candid stories of other entrepreneurs as they open up about what it's really like to start and grow a business that aligns with your purpose. If you're open to learning both practical and mystical approaches for getting there, you're in the right place and I'll see you on the inside. So much has changed since I talked to you last week. (laughs) I'm coming to you from my living room couch where the walls are bare for the most part. The toys that are usually like busting from the scenes, from seams from the drawers and the just everywhere are packed up and boxes are starting to pile up because we are moving soon. We're moving. I'm selling my house. Um, I'm going to be moving in with my mom for the next six to eight months or so. And then um, the plan is to save up and buy an RV and travel the world, travel the United States for um, a year. And like that, I know that might seem crazy and like, wait, what are you doing, Sarah? Where did this come from? Um, It's something I've been thinking about for a while. And then I've gotten really into these couple of like full-time RV Facebook groups and reading these blogs. There's actually a lot of single moms that are on the the RV life, um, living full-time, a lot of single ladies that do it. There's um, several of them who have some cool YouTube channels. So it's totally doable. And I think what real, what made me realize that I could do it was going through this whole homeschool thing because that was always a thought like, oh gosh, we could never do anything like that because you know, my son would have school. What would we do? Now it's like, oh my God, we can totally homeschool. I know how to do this. We got this. I know how to homeschool, you know, try and juggle my own work. So we can do this. And, um, you know, it's, things have just kind of lined up so that like, it just kind of, I don't want to say pushed me, but like, helped me make the decision that like, we're doing this now. We're going to start this process now. And, you know, I've, I've thought about it for a while and then, um, I'm just like, oh yeah, one day, one day, one day. And I'm going to tell you right now, um, I think I'm gonna do a separate episode on this because I, I have lots of thoughts on this, but I have wanted to sell my home for probably two years. It's just a lot. It's a lot. I moved into this house with different circumstances and, um, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'll save those for a different episode, but there's a lot, I'll just from the mortgage to the maintenance to the lawn. Oh my gosh. Like after I leave this place, I don't think I'm ever going to live in a place with, that I have to take care of the lawn. Um, and I don't want to have anything to do with it. Like I don't want to, I don't want to have to schedule somebody. I don't have to deal with them. I just don't want to have to deal with the lawn. Um, and it's so nice because we have a dog, but it's just, oh my gosh, it's so much. So anyway, um, I ran into, um, my realtor, who I've never ran into in Louisville, and then my sister, like two days later, said she is going to be moving in with her um, girlfriend. And so she was going to be leaving. She's been living with us for the for the last uh, year or so, and um, 
I thought, oh my gosh, these couple and a couple of other things have happened. Like I said, I'll do maybe probably do another episode on this specifically. And so she came over, she looked at the house, I'm working on my to-do list, and and here we are looking for like um to put it on the market in mid-October. So I'm to have all the feelings, sadness, scary, I'm scared, um, I'm excited, I'm relieved, all kinds of feelings. Um, but I think it it's I, I know that this is like the right time. So it feels like starting over. It feels like taking a step back at some time, at some points. Cause it's like, Oh my gosh, I'm let me know with my mom. Like, what am I doing? And this seems crazy. Um, do people really do this? So following the, these people who are actually doing it has been incredibly helpful. So if you have a crazy idea, I'm sure that there's a community and I would highly recommend finding that community. Um, and it might be starting an online business. It might be using Instagram to promote your business. That might seem crazy, right? So finding other people um, that are into the same thing, that are doing the thing that you want to do is just, I think it just helps like validate that you are not crazy and that this is like a real possibility and that you can start working towards that. So powerful in that. Um, and so what I'm going to share with you, like there's more I could say about that. There's a quick update. I don't want this podcast to be about that. Um, so just quick update what's happening more to come. Um, but the book that I have today is actually all about this process of starting over and it's not actually a book. It's a poetry book called the sun is her flowers. Um, and you've probably seen a lot of her, I see all, I see her quotes from this book, like all over Instagram. Um, so you've probably seen some of this before. Um, but she has this process laid out around wilting, falling, rooting, rising, and blooming. And that's how she has laid out this book. And I'm going to start off with, with this, um, poem about just that but I wanted to tell you poetry is poetry has been really fun um I didn't think that I liked poetry but I got my first poetry book uh I don't know two years ago I guess and um I have a couple now and they're so nice because it's just like a line or three lines can have such an impact and just really make you think or shift your perspective or you know, give you a new way to think about something. And so, and then it's nice because there's not the pressure to like start it and finish it and read it chapter by chapter. It's like, you can just oh, pick up the book, read something, put it back down. Um, maybe you pick it up again, the exact same spot and you you probably will see it or read it in a different way. So I'm really into poetry right now, incorporating that into my reading, my reading routine. And so, um, I don't know, maybe that's an encouragement for you to pick up some a poetry book or or or, or two. Um so the, the where I wanted to start with though, or what what I'm gonna do with this is just I'm gonna share with you um this the poem that kind of sums this whole book up, and then I'm gonna read something from you from each section. Um and uh just share a little bit of insight, maybe a an action that you can take from it. Um I think you're gonna you're gonna have a perspective shift, maybe, or maybe be inspired, or maybe feel validated um, from each of these. So the poem that kind of sums all of this up is this: 
She says, this is the recipe of life, said my mother as she held me in her arms as I wept. Think of those flowers you plant in the garden each year. They will teach you that people too must wilt, fall, root, rise in order to bloom. Root, or let's see, wilt, fall, root, rise, bloom. And what I think also is important in this process is that in the garden each year, each year. So this is going to happen multiple times. I know for myself, I don't know, you have felt this way, but sometimes I'm like, okay, I have wilted, got done. I checked that box. I've already done that. Or, oh, look, I'm blooming. I'm blooming right now. I'm blooming. I'm forever going to be blooming. And, you know, we talked a little bit about this in the the, um, two episodes ago about ebbing and the ebb and the flow. And this, this is kind of the same thing. It's just sometimes you're wilting, sometimes you're blooming. And it's just a constant process, right? Just like the garden each year, it's a process. For us, it's a process. So whatever we're going through, just keep going because we're probably going to be coming up to the next phase soon. So I love that. I love that just in itself is just like this process. Um, so the thing that I'm going to share with you um, from... From the wilting section is is this and how she writes her poetry. I really like her a lot um, because she has typically hers are just a few lines and then she has like a like um like from you know your intuition or from the process or you know and you'll see but she has a couple lines and then there's like you know from this thought or whatever that kind of puts it into perspective. So um, here's here's this one. She says, day by day, I realized everything I miss about you was never there in the first place. Signed, the person I fell in love with was a mirage. Oh my gosh. Um, how many of us have fallen in love with potential and possibility um, with something that actually wasn't there, but it could be there. Oh, it could be, it could be. Um, And it's just, it it wasn't, and it never was, and it probably, I don't know, maybe never would have been. But that's what we attach to. That's what we, that's what we hang on to. That's why we stay. Um, And this can be applied, I think, to to anything in life where we're, we're hanging on to the potential versus what is. You know, I have the potential this person has the potential to to be this way. We could have this great life. We could do these amazing things. But if, if they haven't had the actions to show that that, that picture of, of possibility is actually going to happen anytime soon and you're hanging on to something, oh my gosh, uh, I, have, I have done that. And I think this could happen. I think you could apply this definitely with love, right? So I'm a... I'm single, so I'm always thinking about that kind of stuff. I know that we have some other single ladies that listen to this, so that's a good reminder of not falling in love with that that potential. Um, following falling in love with you know what they're showing you, and if it's not something to fall in love with, then then don't, and then leave. But um, yeah, you know anything. I think you know that where it's like, oh my gosh, this could be so good, but if reality, if it's not happening then it might be time to walk away from that, whether it is a career, a job, anything. So I love that reminder <laughs> of potential versus what really is. 
Um, the, the other one from here is in the falling section. And it is this. It says, you do not wake up and become the butterfly. Signed, the growth is in the process. Ah, such a, such a good reminder. So many of these are going to be a good reminder. I can definitely relate to this one. I definitely need to hear this one. And then also, um, I know maybe you do too, especially when it comes to, you know, maybe bringing your idea to fruition, becoming the person that you want to be, the, the mother, the, the significant other, the business owner, the, the, just the, the human being is a process. And I sometimes forget that. I, 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 I do. Um, I, I was reminded of this actually when I was on a run the other day, um, I was, oh my gosh, I was dead. I was dead. And I was so disappointed in myself. And I was like really beaten up on myself. Like what the heck, Sarah? Like you are so out of shape. I was sore the next day, the next two days. And I was super slow on that run. And I was like, oh my gosh, am I going to have to stop? And I was thinking, gosh, you used to run, you know, 20 miles in a day. Like you can do this. And we can, we can all get there. We can all run a marathon. Every single person can run a marathon if you really wanted to. But it's a process. You just roll off the couch like me right now, be inconsistent with running, and expect to run 20 miles. It's a process. And I love my running analogies because they are so applicable to life. And so if there's something that you are feeling like, oh my gosh, why am I not there already? Because I have those thoughts all the time and all kinds of things. Um, this, this reminder that it's like, oh my gosh, oh, it's just part of the process. Making this mistake is part of the, part of the process. Having this major quote unquote fail is just part of the process. It's part of learning. Wanting to beat my head up against the wall, trying to figure out technology or social media or being a better writer, being better on video, you know, it all is part of the process and you can't get better until you start the process. So there's a reminder, start the process, get it, get it going. And you're not going to be great, but it eventually you will. If you keep, if you keep going. So I don't know who else needs to hear that, but that is always something that I can hear. Um, okay, the next one that I want to share with you is in the rooting section. And that one is, let's see, I think that this one, oh my gosh. Okay, so this one, yeah, this one is, I think for me personally, one of the most beautiful poems in the entire book. Because it's actually not, it's actually not about me, um, but it, it could be, and it could be about you. But here, here it is. So In a dream, I saw my mother with the love of her life and no children. It was the happiest I'd ever seen her. Signed, what if? And, you know, I know she's writing from some cultural perspectives, but I took that as like, oh my God, yeah. You know, I'm 30, I'm about to be 36 And sometimes I still forget that my parents are human beings. Being a parent, the more that I'm a parent, the more that I understand my parents are just human beings. 
and the expectations that I had on them as a child or like what I thought of them as a child sometimes scares me because I'm like, oh my gosh, Isaiah probably thinks this about me and I'm just a person. I'm just a human trying to figure this out and I don't have all the answers or, you know, that there's sometimes this, this pressure, um, to, to be a certain way because we're, I'm a parent and my parents should be this certain way because they're my parent. But it's like, oh my gosh, no, they are so much deeper and have so much other areas of their life that I probably won't ever know about as their child. And I get that. But just remembering that, you know, they they have these like burning desires and adventure inside of them um, and all these different areas outside of just being a parent. So it just made me look at, both of my parents, just in a really, I don't know, just, just, I just thought that was so beautiful. And, um, and also maybe, maybe being more curious, my mom and I have had like one conversation, one deep, meaningful conversation about her as a person, about her life before kids. Really, we've only had one that I'm, I'm kind of ashamed to say that. Um, and it was a train ride from Seattle to Vancouver. And I forget how long it was. It was a couple hours. And we just talked about like life before and, you know, the feelings that she had going through a divorce, before the divorce, after a divorce, um, just things in life she wanted to do that really, they didn't have anything to do with me, <laughs> right? And her kids, it was like all about her. And that was a really beautiful conversation that I will forever treasure. And I, I, I hope I want to have more of those. I need to make more of those happen. Um, and so I'm also thinking about, you know, just sometimes I get caught up in being a parent. And I don't know if for the, if you are a parent listening to this, if you feel this way, it's like, oh my gosh, my, my priority is being a parent. And I don't know, I have mixed feelings on that where obviously you have a an obligation and a, it should be a priority to keep this human alive, to make this human, help this human feel loved and safe. Um, but I made a decision that I really struggled with for a long, 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 long time um, to leave a relationship where my son had not with his biological dad, but had a, a really great human being and a father figure in his life that gave him the, all of those things. And then I felt like I was, it was my responsibility to continue to allow that and, and I don't know, allow it, encourage it. And I did all of those things, but to maintain it, I guess it was on me. It was my responsibility to maintain that situation so that he would maintain those feelings. And I made a decision to, to instead lead by example, because I want him to be happy and I wouldn't want him to ever stay in a situation. And obviously again, there's ebbs and flows. And I know that relationships are hard and there's the, that, that, that's not what I'm talking about in this situation. Like I knew from early on that it was just I don't know. I made it work because it seemed like the logical thing to do on paper. And and I'm not suggesting anybody get a divorce or I'm not suggesting that I'm just sharing this story to, to share an example of, I don't know. I, 
I think it's important to also like let our kids know that we're not just parents and it's not just about, you know, feeding them and keeping them a roof over their head. I there's what I want for my son, how I want him to feel about himself, to talk about himself, the things I want him to do. I need to be doing those myself. Like I need to be a a human being myself and, you know, share when it makes sense what I'm doing. Um but he may not always understand until until he's a parent. So, I don't know. That one that one just hit me um because I think I am a parent. Um and I, I, and I do want to be more than just a parent. Like I am a, I am, I am lots of different things, but then also just, I don't know. I think we could all maybe, maybe just look at our parents in, in a different way. Um, after that, maybe, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I want to ask both my parents. I want to talk more about like what they wanted to do. Um, have maybe some more meaningful conversations that don't revolve around me, <laughs> my brother and sister, and them being a parent. So anyway, that one, I don't know. That was one of my favorite ones from the whole book. Um, okay, and the next section is rising. And the one I have um, in here, actually I have two on this one. And the, the first one is short and sweet. Never feel guilty for starting again. Never feel guilty for starting again. And so obviously, as I just opened up with this podcast, I feel like I'm, I'm doing that in a lot of ways. I'm starting over with my living situation, um, starting a new chapter and starting a new chapter, um, can be scary. Maybe you feel guilty because I don't know. I don't, we feel, we probably feel guilty for a lot of reasons. I can only speak for myself. Um, a part of me too just feels tired by starting over. So I would rather choose, I don't know, predictability and comfort than starting over something new that I, that I don't know what to expect, that I'm not familiar. Even if it could be awesome, even if it could be amazing, um, the thought of like going through that starting over process sometimes is it has kept me from starting over, um, or, or the guilt of it. But I guess just remembering that again, this whole wilting and blooming process, the ebbing and the flowing, um, I don't know. Cause I've, I've, again, I, I think about, I was in a relationship for a while and I didn't want to leave because that meant I'd have to then start over. And the thought of getting back on a dating app and updating a profile, like trying to think of some clever thing to put in a profile, um, the thought of like setting up a first date, going on a first date, like having an awkward conversation, like going through that initial phase. Like I, I just was like, I don't want to start over again. Like I don't want to do that. Um, but I, I don't know, I got so caught up and like, I don't want to start over that I I kind of missed out on like, oh, well, what, what could happen though? Could it be even better after you start over? And I'm not suggesting we all, we need to be starting over. I'm not suggesting we need to, to throw away things. I know you don't think that. I just want to put that in there, but, um, I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes it's like, well, we just get comfortable and we don't want to do something. We don't want to start over because we don't know what to expect and it feels hard and it feels heavy and oh 
Uh, but it's like, oh my God, what might be, what might we be missing out on? I don't know. We may not be missing out on anything and we may need to water the yard that we currently are in, you know? So there's also that grass is greener. So it's just, but I don't know, starting over, starting over might be what you need. And if it is not to feel guilty about it. So it's also probably a note to self. The other one on here that I had, um, was, was this one, um, was I do not need the kind of love that is draining. I want someone who energizes me. And yes, you could read that literally. And if you're going through your own dating journey, um, looking at like who drains you and who energizes you. I think this is also applicable to friendships, to building your team, who drains you, who energizes you. And also I, I took, I looked at this a a little bit deeper too, and was like, even paying attention to like, how do you want to feel is something that I personally haven't asked myself that has, that, that hasn't, in the past made it on my, on my list of things that I want, things that I want in a man, things that I want in a, in a job. It's been a lot of like, I want them to be um, successful. I want, I want them to be tall. I want them (laughs) to be um, ambitious and adventurous or like in a career, I want to make this amount of money. I want to have this amount of followers. I want to have, I want to speak this many times a year and maybe write a book and like so you have this list and that I think that those are okay but what doesn't make it on the list is how I want to feel about those things because I have gotten my list in a relationship I have gotten a list of everything pretty much everything but something was still missing and I never took into account like how do I want to feel with this person how do I want to feel in this job like I want to feel loved. I want to feel, you know, X, Y, and Z. I want to feel fulfilled. I want to, you know, and so what I love, I want to feel energized. I want to feel energized. So what I, what I love about this, this one is just a reminder to think about like whenever you're making your list, your want list, your wish list of whatever for whoever, for yourself is like not leaving off. How do you want to feel when you have those things, right? thinking about that. So that's, that is important and something I have definitely taken into consideration more. Okay. And then the last section is the blooming section. And, um, the one that I have for you actually have two, but let me see here. Uh, these n- dog eared for you. And now I can't find my dog ear. Um, oh, okay. So, okay. Yes, this is the one. So the, the one in this blooming section says, trust your body. It reacts to right and wrong better than your mind does. Signed, it is speaking to you. This is what I am working on right now in real time. Because um, I want to outlaw, I want to like make everything make sense in my head. Like if it doesn't make sense in my head, if I can't understand how I'm going to get something, how it would work out, then I just have a really hard time moving forward with it or deciding, making a decision, um, deciding and then making the, the decision that's actually right for me, not, not what's right for my ego or like, because I can't figure it out, I'm not going to do it. And somebody who has had a huge impact on my life in this area is Dana Evans. This is like what she does for a living. She is an inner voice 
facilitator, coach, mentor, I don't, whatever she wants to call herself and I, um, whatever we want to call her, but she helps people find their inner voice. And, um, this is so, so (laughs) powerful, like such needed work. And I love that I have found her. She has her own podcast called tuning in. I would definitely recommend that. Um, I just think it is wild how we don't, yeah, we, there's just so many times where we want to take in information from the outside, follow other people's advice versus listening to our inner guidance. And I haven't even understood how to listen to my inner guidance because that involves sitting still. It involves like giving yourself self space to hear yourself. And that's hard for me. It's hard for me to sit still. I want to be productive constantly. I want to be constantly moving. And then when I'm not moving, that means I have finally fallen asleep for the day. Um, so this is, I mean, I am in real time figuring this out. I don't have answers for you. I'm giving you a resource, Dana. Um, I can't recommend her enough. And she's helped me realize a, a lot of things with tuning in, listening to the inner voice, <clears throat> the inner voice versus the inner critic. Um, and that is so important and can open up so many doors and your life can be, oh my God, so rich and beautiful and exactly what you want if we allow ourselves to listen to ourselves around what we do, what we really want and what that next step is. For me, I want to know like what the whole, what the whole process is instead of like just trusting the next step will lead to the right next step. And I get that. Like I've read a lot of books. I've read a lot of quotes about that. Just take the first step, right? Down on the, on the staircase. Um, but when I actually practice it, I don't practice it well. And so, um, Dana is somebody who would recommend following on Instagram and her podcast to help, to help you do that. Cause she has really helped me. Um, so there's that also, the thing I wanted to say about this is that from a safety perspective too, um, women are more sensitive to intuition and there is a book called The Gift of Fear, and it's written by, I think he was in the FBI or CIA, something like that. And so he has like all these stories of um, like criminal activity that has happened to women and like these, these um, gosh, what am I, whatever they, you know, explain what happened, how many times they'll say, I knew I shouldn't have gotten on the elevator. I knew that somebody was behind me. I knew that, you know, but I didn't want to be impolite. I didn't want to be rude. I didn't want to come across as like, I was making an assumption about them. And then it ends up happening. And it's so crazy. Like I would, I would, if you have, um, a girl in your life that's in high school, um, middle school, going off to college, um, when we, especially when we can get out and about in the world more, um, or anybody at any time in their life will get something from this book. It's called the gift of fear. My, the, my first boss that I had, um, out of college recommended this book and I'm so glad she did. Oh my gosh, life changing. And just really like trust your, trust your intuition, um, from a safety perspective too. So, um, okay. And the last one that I wanted to share on in this one, I actually had two in here just because of whatever, you know, there's a lot happening in the world. And I thought that this was a really great way, um, a really great just 
perspective reminder on that. So she says, the road to changing the world is never ending. Signed, pace yourself. So, you know, I know a lot of us have, you know, social justice, there's Black Lives Matter happening, there's, um, there's, you know, situations at the border, there's um, rights that are in jeopardy potentially right now. There's a lot of things, social justice issues happening here in the United States and really around the world and always have been, um, right? And so I know many of us have felt called to get more involved, to speak up more. And I also hear, and I have felt it myself, like, oh my gosh, wow, um, I feel like I might be burning out or it's like a lot to take in it's a lot to take in this information and the news every single day. It's like, oh my gosh, we're just like, the world is awful. I, oh my gosh, I just, I'm just going to give up and tune it all out and not do anything. And I am not a professional activist trained in any way. Um, so take this with a grain of salt, but I have been learning from, from people who are heavily involved in causes and their recommendation is always just to remember that it is for the long haul, right? If you want to if you want to keep showing up, make sure that you're doing things in a way that are aligned with you, right? So if it doesn't feel good to go out and protest every day, then don't do that. Um maybe there's another way, maybe it's more one-on-one conversations. Um if it doesn't like first of all, like kind of figuring out what your role is in in your causes that you want to get involved in, how you want to show up, there's no right way. Something that I've learned, um, you don't maybe you don't post about it on social media. I've also been hearing that a lot too, and learning that that like maybe that's not where you're best going to be used. Maybe there's a a different way behind the scenes. Um, so that's number one, and then number two is just. And then when you kind of figure that out, what your what your way is for how you want to show up for your cause um, to, to, to change the world um, is to just to, to know that it is a process. It's it's um, so pace yourself. It's a it's probably a never ending thing. Um, and so you got to figure out a way to, to keep going. So maybe that means, yeah, just figuring out what that means for you to show up, you know, in a sustainable way. Um, and I, ha- I have felt that way, um, like, oh my gosh, I can't take in any more of this, or I'm just, you know, I have the luxury to feel like, wow, um, I need to take a break from this. But what I have learned is that that that's okay because if you truly want to do do it for the long haul. Um, you gotta, you gotta self, you gotta pace yourself like, like anything, like any marathon, you gotta pace yourself. So I thought that was a good one. Um, just based on kind of what's going on as a, you know, on a global collective scale. So, um, I don't know with that, I know that this was kind of a different one. Um, it's not, I don't really have a review. Um, I know it's similar to some of the quote episodes that I've done, but that's just the nature of poetry. And, um, I would recommend if you don't have a poetry book, I would recommend maybe, you know, getting on Amazon, your local bookstore, um, and just perusing that section, um, because they are, they are kind of nice. It's a nice addition having, having one or two or three, um, 
apps where you can pick up a book and read a couple lines and it completely shift your perspective. And then you could read it again, you know, a year later, six months later, and it's kind of, it hits you in a different way. It's just, it's really beautiful. It's a nice addition to your bookshelf. So, um, there you go on that one. Um, I'm really, really excited. Um, I have a couple of topics myself that I'm going to be coming to you in some solo episodes, opening up on some things. And then I have some really great, I did two amazing interviews last week around addiction and body image that are also going to be coming to you soon. So I am pumped for what is ahead on this, um, kind of the, the, the slight change that this is taking, I know, away from more business practices and just more like life stories and, oh, I don't know, life advice from, from various sources and that includes books. So um, with that, have the best day ever. Um, if you have a poetry book yourself that you have that are loving, have gotten something out of, let me know because I'm on the lookout for, for adding more. I have three right now. Um, and that's something that I want to kind of incorporate more and maybe just like, just for my own purposes. Um, I've started just like writing a few lines every now and then I don't have any aspirations of writing a poetry book, but there is something beautiful about that. So if you have any recommendations for me to get inspired by, let me know over on Instagram at sarahlynn.co. And with that, I will see you have a great Have the great rest of your day whenever you're listening to this and I'll see you very soon. Thanks so much for hanging out today. It really is such an honor to get to hang out with you inside your earbuds as you go about your day, as you get ready for your morning, as you take your walk, your run, clean the house, whatever you might be doing. I know that there are a ton of podcast options out there, so it is not taken lightly that you chose to hit play on this one. If you haven't already hit that subscribe button, be sure that you do right now because we have some awesome guest expert interviews in the queue coming your way. And as we speak right now, I'm working on getting some additional awesome podcast guests scheduled on topics that we have not covered yet. So we don't want you to miss out on those. Also, if you haven't already left a review and feel compelled to do so, it would not only mean the world to me, um, but when you send me a DM over on Instagram at sarahlynn.co that you did that, I'm going to send you back a gift with the um, how to land your first or next podcast guest guide interview. With that, have an awesome day and I will see you back here soon. Thank you.